A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. What do you do when your partner's ex tells you to stay away from their kids? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I, 32 year old female, lost my temper with my out of work husband, 34 year old male, who demands perfection but doesn't get dressed. Some important context, I used to work full time until the company I worked for got bought. When this happened, I decided to use the opportunity to go back to college to retrain. My husband was employed and said he would be happy to support me, and I had some savings too. My parents are self-made. We grew up doing hard outdoor work and wearing secondhand clothes. When my parents retired recently to our surprise and gratitude, they gifted me and my siblings a property. This is very out of character and very kind but comes with feelings of guilt as I have not earned the property. They also helped me with money for college. Anyway, my husband works in his dream job in a fairly unstable industry. He has never had a 9 to 5 job and has only worked in this industry. Due to various reasons, most of this industry has been on pause, so him and about 70% of his colleagues are out of work. He's been out of work for 4 months. He initially took the first 2-3 to three months very easy as he deserved a holiday and expected things would pick up soon. That didn't happen, and around month 3 he said he was low on savings and needed to get a real job. He was heartbroken by this because he said an office job would be a nightmare. I felt this was very entitled and not many people have the luxury of a dream job. He asked me to write a CV and also said he would start working out and write a script. Meanwhile, I'm a student, so studying constantly at home and living on depleting savings, mine, and relying on scholarships and a loan from my parents. As explained, due to my parents, we have no accommodation costs, only bills, which he pays. Before Christmas, my husband and I argued because he expects me to cook and clean and study whilst he does very little. He encourages me to work out and asked me to make my New Year's resolution to do mouth stuff once a day. I like that he's attracted to me, but it feels very entitled to ask for that. He will occasionally do the washing, but does the bare minimum and often won't get dressed all day. I find it weird and very lazy and unattractive for someone to be on PlayStation all day. We fell into a pattern where I'm nagging him and hate myself for it and hate him for being so sloppy. We patched it up and he confessed he felt like he was unable to provide for me and I comforted him. I came back from a workout today to him in his dressing gown and a load of dirty plates and I lost my temper telling him I can do better than this and that the only reason we're not on the street is because of the house my parents paid for. I apologized but he says the damage is done. He has since left to get drunk with his friends. I love him a lot but I can't stand his laziness and I don't understand how he can't do the bare minimum. To me it sounds like he has a lot of things to work through and maybe figure out and I don't blame OP if it's just something that's a deal breaker for them honestly. If you left them for example because of these things, they might be angry now but in time they might understand why. Also hi, I'm Steven and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, I'm 29-year-old male, visiting my family with my wife, 28-year-old female, married for a few weeks, and my sister, 13-year-old female, is acting jealous and distant to her. I'm visiting my family for a little over a week after our honeymoon, my wife and I live abroad, and my sister is being weird as heck. We've been staying at my parents for three days, and my sister has thrown these little childish jabs at my wife the whole time. Example, yesterday. 
My sister and I were cooking. We were cutting vegetables and my wife asked if we needed help. My sister then said, no, we are fine in Spanish, so my wife wouldn't understand. Wife speaks English, everyone in the house can speak English, but my sister said that particular thing in Spanish just for my wife to not understand it. I told my sister something like, can you chill? While laughing, I didn't scold her and told my wife how she could help us. There have been other little comments like that, but you get the gist of it. Neither my sister nor my parents had ever met my wife in person, so this is literally my wife's first impression of my sister. Last night, I explained to my wife what happened, and she laughed and said she was also a jealous tween or teen once, when her sister was starting to date for the first time, and my wife hated her boyfriend just for dating the sister. How to tell my sister to chill in the best way? What would be the best way to approach that talk? I mean, she's literally a 13-year-old girl, and she's kind of acting like a 13-year-old girl. I mean, maybe try to do something with her one-on-one, have a talk about it, work through it. Let her know that you're still there for her, that nothing's changed, that there's no reason to feel the way she's feeling. Our next story is, my fiancé, 30-year-old male, wants his immigrant sister to live on our property and support her. I, 27-year-old female, am considering breaking up. Me, 27-year-old female, and my fiancé, 30-year-old male, are in the midst of planning our wedding. We are usually very open with each other when discussing how the future is going to look. We openly talk about finances, children, etc. However, when we were talking about building our dream home, he casually brought up how he wants his sister, age 33, to live on the same land, like mother-in-law suite, or down the street. My fiancé feels a responsibility for her because they come from a developing country, and their parents have passed away so it's just them. She's coming to the US, so we will be taking care of her financially for a while. He mentioned in the past that she would live with us and he said she would take care of our future children and she's quiet so we wouldn't even notice her there. However, when I asked if that's permanent, he said no and he and I would move out when we outgrow the space. Fast forward to present day, he casually brings up how he wants to have her live on our property or somewhere very close. He says that she's introverted and it's highly possible she won't be getting married. If we move out of the city, we will need to also bring her. He's told me she has a lot of savings, but she doesn't like to use her own money. She likes it when others pay for her meals, etc. So I expect her to depend on him 100% when she gets here. As he was telling me all of this, I got quiet. He then said, I have a responsibility for her. You wouldn't understand, you have your siblings and two parents. I tried explaining to him that this is a big thing to consider because I barely know her, and after we get married she's my responsibility too. I know he can sense that I feel like his sister will put a strain on our marriage, but he keeps getting defensive when I tell him I need time to think about it. He says that I'm making him feel like his sister is a burden and that I don't even have to do anything. I know it might be silly, but I keep thinking about the what-ifs of the future. What if something happens to my fiancé? I'll be the one to step in and support her. I guess I just feel weird about all of this because I barely know her. They talk to each other daily through text, but I still haven't met her after three years of dating. My fiancé says she's shy, so they don't even FaceTime for me to meet her. He was born in the developing country, while I was born here, so there must be a cultural disconnect. I feel heartless to have these emotions and selfish for even considering leaving him. Am I a bad person for having these thoughts? Marriage life seems hard. Edit, thank you everyone for your responses. I wrote this post late at night when my emotions were high. I apologize for that because I missed some details because I didn't want him finding this post. He's also on Reddit. But those details are important. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Unedited for clarification, sorry guys, she is definitely his biological sister. Yes, he is sponsoring her, but it's because their dad passed away during the immigration process. Immigration is slow as freak due to COVID, but they are reconsidering their case, and they are at the last step. She is coming over here in one to two years. My fiancé has his American citizenship. I don't speak their language, but I know the sister speaks some English. Their parents are gone, and so are the grandparents. It is truly just them, which is why I feel like a bad person and a spoiled American to feel this way. I knew she was coming to the States when we first started dating. I also knew she was going to live with us until she gets up on her feet. I just didn't know he wanted her to live close to us, like on our property close or down the street close. We are both Asian but from different countries, so family values are ingrained in both our cultures. However, I would never want to live with my in-laws. I was born here. I know in Asian countries this is the norm. My fiancé sends money home to help out the family because he's the breadwinner. We both make 100000 with no kids and he already has a house. We're living in that house and that house will be hers when we build our new home together. His sister works in healthcare but makes low income. She does save all her money though. They had a complicated relationship with their dad. Basically, he would show love through money, so I can see why that is her love language. After he passed, her mental health has really plummeted. My fiancé feels guilty he wasn't able to be with her through this, which is why he wants them to be close when she gets here. She is great with children, which is why he said she'll help us with childcare. Again, this norm in our culture, but I have an American mentality and feel weird about this because I don't really know her. I mean, in this situation, I just can't blame OP for not feeling fully on board with this. Family or not, sister or not, it's a lot of responsibility to take in another adult, put them on your land, let them live there, sharing a living space with another person that you never really signed up for, and if your partner does pass away, I understand why you wouldn't want to feel obligated to have to take care of them and look out for them for their future, especially if they're not in a situation as an adult where they're capable of supporting themselves and you don't want to support another adult. Our next story is, wife, 41-year-old female, and I, 42-year-old male, agree to allow mother-in-law, 70-year-old female, and sister-in-law, 45-year-old female, to put their horses on our land. But they won't agree to basic boarding agreements to be polite. I've been married to my wife for 10 years, together for 14. During this entire time, her family hasn't been particularly warm to me, but we've been on good terms. Never had any issues that I'm aware of. Her sisters don't really talk to me, never have. I realized pretty early on that they didn't like me, so I gave them their space. My wife, 41-year-old female, mother-in-law, 70-year-old female, and sister-in-law, 45-year-old female, all love horses, and I hate them. 
but I am accepting of my wife's hobby and help out a lot because it's an expensive and time-intensive hobby. Four years ago, my grandmother-in-law passed and left a small inheritance to my mother-in-law. My wife and I have a smallish property, and two years ago I was approached by my wife to allow my mother-in-law to clear land and put a horse enclosure on my property so she and my wife and sister-in-law could keep their horses there. I initially said no. I didn't think it was a good idea for many reasons. But every three months or so, my wife would ask me again, and eventually I caved and said yes, but with some conditions. One, I didn't want us to have to foot the bill for this after it was installed. They would all three share in the responsibilities and costs. Two, I didn't want this to substantially change my life. Three, it was a gift. I didn't want to be indebted to her family for this, i.e. if we chose to sell the house, we wouldn't have to pay her back. My wife and mother-in-law agreed to my terms, but mother-in-law wouldn't meet with me to discuss the plans or specifics of the project. I let them go and monitored the project. Several times I had to step in and put my foot down that certain aspects needed to be done correctly and not as cheaply as possible. Mother-in-law clearly wanted this to be done as quickly and cheaply as possible, but I didn't want to fix or replace everything in five years because it breaks. In October, we were nearly completed. I had spent the last several months doing back-breaking labor, putting in utility lines, clearing land, and digging out stumps, but the property was not ready. Mother-in-law was putting pressure on us to move the horses to avoid paying board, but the shed to store hay wasn't installed yet, and there was debris over the field. The shed base was a point of contention because they purchased an extremely cheap and flimsy shed that needed to be on a concrete base. Mother-in-law and wife didn't want to put in the time or money to pour a slab, so they were fighting me a bit, but eventually I had to tell them to pour a slab or find another shed because the shed was so flimsy it was a major safety hazard unless properly anchored. By the end of November, the slab was poured, the shed installed, and the debris cleaned. Mother-in-law again wanted to move horses. I wanted to set forth the ground rules and get them to agree to them prior to moving. There were six rules. 1. 30 minutes notice prior to dropping by. 2. 24 hour notice for routine vet visits. Emergencies don't require notice. 3. The house is off limits unless invited in, i.e. they can't come in when they want to use the bathroom. 4. Helmets must be worn when riding. 5. Approval and liability forms required for any guests. 6. Violation of these rules more than three times could result in removal. This causes a major crap storm. It was communicated via group text with my wife, mother-in-law, and sister-in-law. Mother-in-law agreed to these terms. Sister-in-law lost her mind and started to call wife bossy, saying that texting before coming over was completely unreasonable that she wouldn't send notice because she's never had to do that at a boarding place, and then said that all because I was a butt. She then started calling me names, accusing me of swindling her mother out of the inheritance. Sister-in-law suggests that father-in-law and mother-in-law should sue me to get the money back. I was respectful, but hurt. I said that if she didn't want to agree to the rules, then that's okay, but no horse on the property. Mother-in-law says they'll bring my wife's horse for now, since they were already planning to move horses. However, I'm not very wary because litigation has been brought up and Pandora's box can't be closed. I decide I need to cover myself financially in all this. There were communications between mother-in-law, sister-in-law, wife, and a couple hours later, I got this text from sister-in-law saying, sorry for calling you a name. I was still pretty hurt and responded, which name? But liar? Swindler? She responded with, 
but I felt the apology was backhanded and said as much and that I needed some space from her. Since she didn't agree to the rules, she couldn't bring her horse. A couple hours later, mother-in-law drops off wife's horse and leaves. Then an hour after that, mother-in-law sends wife a text saying, We're here. Are you coming out? I went outside and sure enough, mother-in-law and sister-in-law are unloading their horses in the field. I stormed out of the house and yelled across the yard at them, Why are there three horses in my field, mother-in-law? Sister-in-law immediately responded, Get over yourself, dude. I said, get over myself? Why don't you get your horse off my property? She said, no. I said, okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, then how about I call the cops then? This upset sister-in-law and mother-in-law. Mother-in-law started going on about how I should forgive family immediately after blood cools. Sister-in-law started saying that I stole the money and why did I take the money? At this point, we were talking on opposite sides of the fence and sister-in-law moved about 60 feet away mid-conversation. So I raised my voice again so she could hear me. Finally, I realized we were at an impasse and I said, whatever, keep your horses here, I don't give a crap and walked back into the house. They decided to take their horses and leave. After that, I decided we needed a boarding agreement where rules and liabilities are clearly defined. We drafted a very standard boarding agreement and sent it to mother-in-law and sister-in-law. Mother-in-law agreed. When sister-in-law returned the document, there was a slew of untracked changes, some of which would cause wife and I to be liable for unreasonable things like her horse getting sick or injured potentially putting us on the hook for thousands. Sister-in-law is a paralegal for an insurance company, so she knew exactly what she was doing. I confirmed with sister-in-law via an email all her changes to the document, but was respectful to her. We said there was no way we could accept this agreement as it would void our insurance policy. It seemed like we were at an impasse again. We say that mother-in-law is allowed to bring her horse at any time. Sister-in-law needs to agree to the original terms. Sister-in-law declines, mother-in-law doesn't bring her horse. Then father-in-law gets involved. Father-in-law starts texting wife, trying to resolve the situation, saying mother-in-law doesn't trust me anymore, not sure why. Mother-in-law starts sending texts saying the barn value needed to go into the boarding agreement, so if she leaves, the barn goes too. I think, um, no. He then asks to have a sit-down with myself and wife as an information gathering session. We agree and he's very respectful and calm and just says that he's planning to pay mother-in-law back the money she's put into the property and make her whole, as well as give sister-in-law the same amount. He's trying to smooth things over. Says mother-in-law and sister-in-law were joking about the suits and not being a gift. I am amazed that this is happening, but hey, it's his money. I'd prefer to be out of all of this, but I also don't want to get sued for any of it. We depart on good terms, with us saying we'll send over an updated boarding agreement. We leave on good, smiling terms. The next day, I send father-in-law a text and say that we need to sign a gift affidavit, saying the horse enclosure and barn are a gift, as originally promised, before drafting new boarding agreements. 
He agrees and says that the funds will be transferred to make mother-in-law whole by the end of the week. We agree to meet the following week to sign the forms at a notary. When we meet, mother-in-law is in the car and father-in-law is inside. Father-in-law is not happy or friendly but says hi. Mother-in-law enters and doesn't say a word. I figure, I guess everyone is mad now. So we don't say much, sign the paperwork. And as we exit, mother-in-law very loudly says, Oh, now I'm ticked. Wife and I are like, what the freak? We say thank you as they're walking away and leave. It was a very tense situation overall. Several days go by. Christmas goes by. We send over our normal presents to mother-in-law and wife's family. She thanks us for the gifts and tells us that she's mad because I didn't apologize to her for yelling and we both didn't thank them even though we did say thank you as we left. Then there are a bunch of texts between wife and mother-in-law, where mother-in-law is trying to convince wife of a different series of events. One where sister-in-law and mother-in-law haven't done anything wrong. One where I was planning to do this all along and steal her money, and where I'm a crazy person that yelled at mother-in-law for no reason. Wife isn't buying it and starts getting angry tells mother-in-law to review all the texts and emails because they are very eye-opening. At this point, we decide sister-in-law is out. The invitation to put her horse on our property is rescinded. Wife and I aren't going to play this game every time sister-in-law gets upset, behaves poorly, and then mother-in-law jumps in to defend her blindly. Mother-in-law is still permitted to put her horse here. Mother-in-law starts sending texts about how ungrateful we are, pointing out all the times she's been generous in the past and how we should let sister-in-law put her horse here. The next day, we get a text from father-in-law saying that they dropped off presents at our mailbox for our son. They normally give our son a lot of Christmas presents as he's the only grandchild in the family. I was confused, but when I checked the mailbox, there was only a couple very small presents, amounting to about $30, all wrapped and addressed to my son from mother-in-law and father-in-law. We give them to my son but make up a story because mother-in-law and father-in-law have made no effort to see my son on Christmas. Not that the amount of the presents really matter. I've always been uncomfortable with how much money they spent on him and he was happy with the gifts regardless. Which brings us to the present. Wife and I are upset that mother-in-law is apparently taking her anger out on me and our son. Other than standing up to her family and not being okay with threats of liability and suits, I can't figure out what I've done wrong. Did I just uncover the toxicity that's always been present in her family? Wife's not like this. Or should I apologize? Am I being treated like an outsider? Or am I being unreasonable? Edit. A lot of responses are saying the terms were unreasonable, particularly rules 1 and 2. But they won't pay board, won't help pay for repairs, and won't help with the increase in insurance premiums. With all these increased liability, all I wanted was a little notice so I didn't find people in my yard randomly. It's my house, not a business. Additionally, since they're not paying board, after a few years, they would actually be making money off of this. Because they'll have covered the costs of the horse enclosure, because they haven't been paying each month for board. Meanwhile, we'll still be stuck covering all the costs. Edit 2. Mother-in-law has already been texting beforehand. Neither had any issue with the no bathroom, as they've never been at a border that had one. Sister-in-law has issue with rule number two. Edit three, thanks all. I can accept my portion of the responsibility here. I should have pushed for the meeting to get all on the same page after mother-in-law wouldn't agree to it. And if she refused, I shouldn't have let it move forward. Edit four, the first two rules, 30 minutes notice and no bathroom, were communicated prior. 
it was only after they got it in writing and had to respond in writing that they had issue. But even if they were never communicated prior, do you feel their response was appropriate? Threatening lawsuits and calling names and attempting to lie and cheat doesn't seem like a proportionate response. Final edit. Thanks again all. A lot of people have said that it was blindsiding them with six rules that they hadn't heard prior. And I agree that if that was the case, it was a little jarring and rude, but just because it was a surprise, it doesn't make it unreasonable by default. Quite a few here have said that the 30 minute notice is not reasonable and I just don't understand that. Everyone has their phone permanently stapled to their hand, takes 10 seconds to send a text like, OMW. Honestly, there's so much going on here, there's a lot of money going on, there's a building. I feel like all of this should have honestly been organized through some kind of lawyer. It just doesn't surprise me that when it comes to somebody's property and somebody else spending a lot of money to establish something on that property for them to use under certain circumstances, that all of a sudden there's a lot of drama going on about it. Honestly, this whole thing from a legal perspective should have been like so black and white scripted out, agreed to in some uncomfortable lawyer's firm chair. I think just allowing this to be such on a personal level is where it all kind of started unraveling. Our next story is, I'm 35-year-old female, on a holiday with my fiancé's 41-year-old male family and friends, and saw him holding his hand around the waist of his female friend, 36-year-old female. Me, 35-year-old female, and fiancé, 41-year-old male, have been together for almost four years. He proposed a couple of months ago. We're on vacation with his parents, brother and his wife, and a friend couple of him. We were first just with his family and then he had his friend couple come some days ago. It's a huge place and lots of places to walk to not far away. And some hours ago, my fiancé thought I was doing something else and I changed my mind and walked out. Everyone else had gone to the bakery. His female friend, 36-year-old female, who is also in a relationship with his best friend, was standing next to him by a fence with a view. I saw them from behind, standing side by side, quite close. Not totally shoulders touching, but very close. And I noticed his hand was on her waist. Like, you know, reaching to the side of her waist from behind, furthest from himself. Holding it where the waist is the smallest. I'm feeling very scared and hurt. Thoughts spiraling right now. One part is trying to justify it. Maybe she told him something sad. But the other side of me is tearing apart. But his whole family is here. I can't act. I feel smothered by all of this. I adore his family and don't want to cause drama. To add, I've met her sometimes and for some reason never truly liked her due to having a weird off feeling about her. There was nothing in her behavior that explained it and I rarely have that feeling about people. I'm hiding away somewhere where no one can see me right now. I just feel so sick and anxious. We're all hanging out here for two more weeks. He's been friends with her boyfriend for a couple of decades. Really close. Nothing of this makes any sense. He has proposed, his family is here, he's friends with her boyfriend, he kissed me this morning saying I'm great, I don't know what to do. If I pretend like nothing for two more weeks? If I should tell him in private that I saw them and ask for an explanation? It's hard to pretend. Maybe I can fake being sick. I think it's pretty important to have a private discussion with them and bring it up now rather than put this off and allow it to get too cold and removed. You don't really know the circumstances, you don't know what reasons they're going to possibly give, until you just straight up call them out on it and talk to them. I mean, maybe they just thought it was an innocent enough friendly gesture, I don't know. 
I mean, can friends not do what sounds like essentially a side hug while looking at a view together without it being inherently romantic and cheating? I mean, to be fair, it definitely feels more intimate to me than I would ever do with a female friend, especially if I had a partner, but I think I could be convinced that it was done in an innocent way. Our next story is, boyfriend's ex-wife told me to stay away from their kids. What do I do now? I, 39-year-old female, have been in a relationship with my boyfriend Brian, 42-year-old male, for a year or so. We were in love and talking about moving in together when my lease expires in six months. From the beginning, I knew he was divorced for five years and had two school-aged kids named Alex, 10-year-old female, and Dan, 8-year-old male. When things started getting serious between us, Brian told me the reason he and his ex Alyssa divorced. Brian had an affair with a co-worker. Alyssa found out and filed for divorce. Brian told me that he regrets cheating on Alyssa and that he set a terrible example for Alex and Dan. He wouldn't blame me if I considered it a deal-breaker. Despite my issues with cheating, my mom left my dad for another man when I was his kid's age. I believe that people can change and I believed Brian was remorseful. Maybe that's naive of me. I don't know. I thanked him for telling me and told him that I accepted him in spite of his past. Alyssa has primary custody but Brian has them during the weekends and some holidays. Because we were talking about moving in together, Brian proposed that I meet Alex and Dan at dinner. I agreed and asked him to tell Alyssa, figuring she'd want to know. I sure would myself if I were in her shoes. We met at a restaurant shortly before Christmas and everything went great. The kids and I were understandably nervous at first, but by the time dessert rolled around, we were laughing and, I thought, having a good time. Alex and Dan are great kids and I said as much to Brian as we were leaving. Last Friday, Brian had Alex and Dan and we decided to go to the mall together. Alex wanted to go to Ultra Beauty, and I went with her while Brian and Dan went to the Apple store. She fell in love with a small bottle of purple nail polish, and I decided to purchase it for her. To be fair to Dan, I purchased an iTunes gift card of the same amount so he can listen to music on his iPad. I told the kids it was a late Christmas present from me. The kids were very grateful and even made me a thank you card. I was moved and thanked them. Now, I'd never met Alyssa before any of this. I made it clear to Brian that if she wants to meet me, or not, it's her choice, and hers alone, and whatever it is, I would respect it. Last night, I got a call from Alyssa. I wasn't surprised she had my number because I figured the kids or Brian must have given it to her. She asked me why I bought the kids Christmas presents. I explained the situation. She told me that she didn't want me hanging around Alex or Dan before hanging up. I don't know what to do. Brian's at work and won't be off until tonight, so I have some time to come up with a plan. As much as I love Brian, I don't want to come between him and his kids. He made a terrible decision, yes, but I know he loves Alex and Dan and has been doing his best to make it up to them. I don't know if Alyssa thinks I'm the woman Brian cheated with or what. If we're going to be living together in the future, the kids are going to be a part of my life, and I want to be a part of their lives if they want me to be. As I said, they're great kids. I can't take the place of their mother and I don't want to. I want us to have a good relationship with each other. So what do I do? Did I do the wrong thing in buying the nail polish and gift card? I don't think OP's the jerk here, considering there's a custody agreement in place. He has complete entitlement to having those kids over. I don't know if there's anything in their custody agreement about Brian having a partner there, but God forbid if it ever got to that point. OP being there and saying, yeah, she didn't want me around their kids because I bought them Christmas presents, probably wouldn't move the court to say, oh yeah, no, Brian can't have custody anymore. 
I think OP's totally fair and right that if she's with them and Brian's going to have his kids, they're going to be in their lives together. I wouldn't try to talk to the mom again. I would definitely try to work everything through Brian. I mean, especially if Brian blindsided their ex by never even mentioning about OP. You could maybe start to understand why she would feel that way a bit more. The ball is definitely more in Brian's court to solve. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.